Sona, this was a very nice day today. It was. Because uh, over here at our headquarters, we got this great gift, Tillamook ice cream. I'm a monster for ice cream. I know you are too. I want to take a bath in it and then I want to eat Eat the ice in the eat the bath. Wait, what? I want to like bathe in it, yeah. but then I want to eat it as I'm bathing. In yeah, it. yeah, that's a simple concept. You made it much more complicated. I know, I'm sorry. Fill a bathtub with Tillamook ice cream. I will get in it, and then I will eat my way out. Yes, that's all okay, you need to there do. There you go. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have so many great. It's such good ice cream, and they have so many great flavors. I mean, just off the top of my head, I I don't know. Birthday cake, caramel swirl, banana split, caramel toffee crunch, chocolate chip, chocolate chocolate chip cookie dough. I think there's butter pecan cookies and cream, French vanilla, chocolate peanut butter. Malted moose shake, I think, is one. I can't remember too well. Mounted huckleberry, Tillamook mudslide, Marionberry pie, monster cookie, old-fashioned vanilla, Rocky Road, Oregon dark cherry, waffle cone swirl, peppermint bark. I'm, I don't, I'm just going off memory here, but <laughs> holiday sugar cookie, orange and cream. Anyway, so many great flavors and uh, just incredible. You know, they they really put, and they come in family-sized cartons. Mm. Also, you're in good hands with the Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products, and the brand is farmer-owned and led by dairy experts. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. I'm going to spell it for you. That's how much I care about this product. T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Conan O'Brien needs a fan. Want to talk to Conan? Visit teamcoco.com slash call Conan. Okay, let's get started. Hey there, Phil meets Sona and Conan. I gave Sona top billing. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why you, I don't know why you did that. Face That's so that. weird. Well, anyway. Oh boy, so that means this whole episode is going to be a fun. No, no, it won't. <laughs> but the important thing, Phil, is that this is your chance to talk to Conan. Pause. And Sona. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, uh, that's the proper enunciation. Phil, how are you? Nice to talk to you. It's nice to talk to you, too. I feel like I'm hallucinating. Well, but. you may be, and that would be a very uh, sad, <laughs> underwhelming hallucination. You know? <laughs> wow, man, I took, well, some, I took some really good molly. What did you see? Conan O'Brien with uh, an audio headset on. Wow. It wouldn't even be the first time. No, so. no. Now, Phil, uh, where are you? I am in Fall River, Massachusetts. Oh, my God. Fall yes. River. I know Fall River. Uh, I'm from Brookline, so not too far a drive away. Right. And, um, and everybody knows Fall River uh, because I'm a murder buff. Fall River is where uh, Lizzie Borden uh, supposedly uh, killed her father and stepmother. Is that right? That's correct. And uh, I actually work at the Lizzie Borden house. 
as luck would. No, you don't. Do you? Do you uh, really? Yeah, I do. <laughs> what do you do there? Um, I give tours. So. Oh, you give for a second. I thought it'd be really funny if you said I'm murder. <laughs> <laughs> or you were a Lizzie Borden reenactor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you put on a dress, and your job is to kill at least two people a day. Right. Um, <laughs> wow, I am. I am. I gotta say, this is really exciting because I'm a murder buff, and I grew up hearing about uh, the Lizzie Borden murders and sort of thinking about them. And I guess there was some controversy, you know, Lizzie Borden never admitted to it. Are you, uh, are you convinced that she did it? My answer changes every single day. So I always feel like it's a cop out when people ask me that question. I think most of the time I say, yeah, Lizzie Borden did it. But the more time I spend in that house, well, maybe the crazier I start to feel, but I I second guess everything. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's interesting because there was a, uh, kids used to taunt Lizzie Borden by saying there was this song that they sang, this is like in the 1890s, you know, Lizzie Borden took an ax, gave her father 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her mother 41. And I was thinking, whenever I think about that song now, I think, oh, she's just obsessive compulsive. (laughs) (laughs) That's a description of someone with OCD. Like, well, just give my dad 40 wax. Ah, It should be 41 next time. Like if she had a sibling, they would have gotten 42. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And she would have been real precise about it. Uh, I feel like in Massachusetts, though, I feel like we just come out of the womb knowing that rhyme. Like, it's just in yes. yeah. right? Yeah. No, I, 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 I knew that song as a kid. And, uh, you know, a gra- our grandmother lived with us in our house when we were growing up for a period of time. And um, what year was the murder? Was it in the 1880s or the 90s? 1892. Yeah. So I think my grandmother would have been two years old. So... Um, when that murder happened, I think wow. she was born in 1890, and uh, she often tried to murder us mm. with. The, she had a little <laughs> axe, uh, so I think it was just something people did back then. I think <laughs> try to murder. Yeah, yeah. She just oh. was like, "Hey, man, this is what we did back in the 1890s for fun." Yeah, there was no TV. Yeah, they didn't have TV. They didn't have the internet, and so everyone was given a little axe, and they were just constantly chopping at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Just it's adorable. The time. Battle royale. Just <laughs> so uh, I'm pretty sure she did it. I have to tell you, uh, mm-hmm. just looking at the facts and as I know them. And she was uh, she was a weird lady. She was a legitimately weird lady, Lizzie Borden. Yeah, you know it's it's interesting. She's one of the most fascinating figures in American history, and yet there's still so very little we know for sure about her. And as you can imagine, even in the second half of her life, after she's acquitted of the murders, uh, she's not going to be extra talkative with folks. Um, so I think she played her cards very close to the vest for the rest of her life and, and went to her grave with a yeah. lot of secrets. You know, it's uh, I mean, I know all these crazy things about that murder. But one thing I know, correct me if I'm wrong, there was a period of time where they turned that house into like in the 1980s. You could stay there, right? 80s and 90s. You could stay there overnight. It was a bed and breakfast. Yes, you can still stay there. Yes, it's still a bed what? and breakfast. You're kidding. Yeah, come on no. now, Conan. Hey, wait a minute. Guys, is that true? We could stay there? No. Yeah. We should go on a field trip. Is it haunted? Um, I happen to think so. The more time I spend in that house, the the uh, more creeped out I get. But you'll talk to other people who spend the night and had the best sleep of their lives. You know, I think it depends what, what kind of mentality you're bringing into it. Um, yeah. Would you be scared? Yes. I would not. Yeah. I would not. I, I wouldn't I, either. I wouldn't either. What? You know, I feel, yeah, I just, yeah. you know, I, uh, what, what's going to happen? People oh. were brutally murdered in there. 
Yeah, I don't get so scared what? of ghosts or supernatural. I'm worried about actual living humans that will kill you. So as long as that's not <laughs> yeah. going on there, I'm fine. Right. Well, if we all go to, well, if we all go together, uh, the overwhelming chance, Matt, is that I will kill you. So, <laughs> that, so I am afraid of that. that you didn't yeah. let me finish. That's yeah. a legitimate fear. I'm proposing that the three of us do a podcast from the Lizzie Borden house. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. And we set up a fourth mic just in case. Just in case she drops by. And she shows up and she's like, hey, Lizzie, um, longtime listener, big fan. Uh, You know, I love love the way you read ads. And then we're like, Lizzie, thanks for dropping Mm. in. Did you do it? Oh, come on. Yes, I did it. (laughs) Statute of limitations, baby. Yeah. I hated my father. And man, my stepmother was a pain in the ass. Any hoots got to run. <laughs> Any but, yeah. but but first, a word for fracture. No, fracture oh, Prince. God. Yeah, then she does a, then she does a commercial, a podcast <laughs> oh, commercial. Man. Uh, it's it's <laughs> it's a trip though. I think you would really love it because not only is it a bed and breakfast, but it's restored to look the way it did in 1892. Sure. So it's a whole trip. Yeah, covered in blood. Uh, no. We don't go that far, but you know, okay. if you want, I have an interesting ghoulish fact about that murder that's just coming to mind, which is. For the evidence in the trial, they presented the skull of the father. Am I correct? I think the skull of the father and the mother, which meant that they detached the head of the father and the mother and like boiled it. And then we're like, your honor, exhibit number seven, the head of the murder victim. And they unveiled it at the trial. Didn't they do that? They did. I mean, it's the most bizarre moment in a story full of bizarre moments for me. They, they, the medical examiner, think about, what a tough job this is. A full week after the murders, you are ordered to go down to the cemetery, remove the bodies from a holding tomb, remove the heads from the bodies, bring them home, boil the flesh off of them, and then keep them under wraps until the trial. By the way, big surprise to a lot of people in the courtroom when the skulls are presented, um, including Lizzie Borden, who you know apparently swooned at the sight of her father's yeah. skull, which is understandable. Well, back then, nobody fainted. They just swooned. Right. It's like uh, you put your hand on your head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, that was a freak show. Can you imagine the guy boiling his skull? Because that's what he's told to do. And then he leaves the room for a second. He comes back and someone's like, you know, I don't know what that soup is. But it doesn't <laughs> don't. Taste, a little, taste a little off. No. Nope. I think it needs basil. <laughs> You know, and you're like, can't you imagine that? Just That's the first place my head goes to. Why? Yeah. He got, what? Why? Why is, because why is a, a, he a loves skull heads too. soup the first yeah, place your head goes? Because the guy's like, you know, uh, hey, you know, th- th- yeah, a little skull soup. <laughs> hey, I got a little skull soup on the boy. <laughs> I was going to say, come, come no and boy. take the tour because uh, I would love to do the tour, but also have your shtick like interspersed. You know, oh, all the details. Sir, excuse me. You don't uh, want that. Excuse me, Phil. This is not shtick. <laughs> this is a real concern that someone, that when the coroner, uh, the medical examiner, left the kitchen for five minutes to go churn the butter, someone came in with a ladle and, and tested his skull soup. <laughs> That's a real legitimate concern. Well, yeah, Phil, this pop- is not shtick. They yeah. are bits. Th- Let's these are get bits. This right. Yeah, there's, they're bits with a Z, not shtick. <laughs> So where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there, California. (laughs) California, Sona. 
No matter where California. you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident. So are you. Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching. You can go hiking in Yosemite. And then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want. They got it in California. Hey, if you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. You know, it's only a matter of time until your check engine light comes on, which could equal an expensive repair bill, and a new engine can cost up to $6,000. Don't I know it. But this is why you need this product I'm about to mention right now. Okay. CarShield. Mm. CarShield offers plans with low monthly rates that you can pay for your expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. It's so nice to have that protection of CarShield. I know. I believe. That's my belief. Some people have other beliefs, maybe religious beliefs. I think CarShield. CarShield plans provide protection on up to 5,000 major parts and systems, including items like transmission, mm. engine, even your entertainment system. Mm. Just call CarShield and choose the mechanic to do the work. CarShield administrators will handle the rest and save you money. Look, I saw your car today. You've got a beautiful car, but you've got to haul your family around in this yeah. car. This is a vital piece of machinery for you. You need Car Shield. I do. And you know, I you know I don't take care of my cars very well. So Car Shield it would definitely come in. Handy. You know, and also with their A rating from the BBB, don't ask me. Car Shield is the name you can trust to save you money on covered auto repairs. Now's the time to make the smart choice to protect yourself from the sky-high auto repair bills. Visit carshield.com/conan. Save 20% today. Again, that's carshield.com/conan to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash Conan to lock in your price today. Conan Brian Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT, introducing ADT self-setup, featuring everything from motion sensors to Google Nest Cam and the Nest doorbell with a battery or wired option. Your choice. Easily install the ADT self-setup security system at your convenience. You don't need heavy-duty tools. And if you do need help, ADT can provide virtual assistance along the way. Self-setup from ADT grows, moves, and adapts as your needs change. You can add more products at any time, and your system easily moves wherever life takes you. It also features Nest Cams that can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. These things are getting so smart. Plus, on every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just one quick tap. Now everyone can get trusted security from ADT installed your way with no long-term contracts. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, well, <laughs> you've got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are all trademarks of Google LLC. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. This is unbelievable. I've been talking about this idea for years. I know. I want you to explain it more. I can. Okay. With NetSuite, 
You reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required access from anywhere. I had this idea years ago. (laughs) I was telling people, no one listened to me. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems. Remember when I said that? Yeah. Because you've got one unified Unified business business management management suite. suite. You said that. Yeah. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math, man. Yeah. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Conan, netsuite.com slash Conan. I'm going to say it one more time just for emphasis, netsuite.com. Slash Conan. You know what? I think I'm just spending too much time at the house. Uh, I become uh, desensitized to horrific details about double murder after a while. Yeah. No, I haven't. I remember all that. I, I've I've viewed the crime scene photos on on Lizzie Borden. I'm quite familiar with the case. Yeah. Uh, quite certain that she did it. Um, and uh, I'm just curious, do you give other tours or is it just the Lizzie Borden Museum? So uh, I love doing the house tours, right? We go from top to bottom through every room. Um, but another thing we get to do is go out into the city of Fall River uh, and tell other tragic stories about uh, the city's history. Um, what? So, like what? Um, mainly uh, fire related. Uh, we've just lost a lot of stuff to fire over the centuries. <laughs> what? Man, you're, you're, you're such a fun date. Oh. You know, I can, just, I'm just picturing Phil on a first date. I thought we were going to see a movie. Yeah, we could have seen a movie. I don't know. I hear the latest Bond is a little bit of a downer. I thought we'd just drive around and I'd show you a factory where 55 Italians died in a fire. <laughs> you have no idea. How close to reality that is uh, for my daily life. That's what I do. I can be kind of a downer, but it's always in this sort of, you know, chipper voice. So it's sort of this weird. So so what kind of, I mean, there were just factory fires, I'm betting, right? Uh, Yep, there were a number of factory fires. uh, There's something called the Great Fire of 1843. So when you hear that name, you know it had to have been bad. And that one started uh, when two boys uh, stumbled upon uh, a small cannon in a field and decided to fire it off. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's just hilarious. It really is. Hey, Billy, look. What? Hey, it's a cannon. I got an idea. Let's point it at that factory over there where they make kerosene. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good idea. Mm. Now what do we do? I don't know. I guess we fire it at the kerosene factory. What could happen? Well, it is 1843. Probably nothing bad. <laughs> Kablam. Yeah. Oh, my God. They fired a can. That's a bad sitcom. They fired a cannon at at a, at a factory and then uh, a great fire started. They ignited a pile of wood shavings that were nearby. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, there's no good day to oh fire a cannon. God. But it was it was they had everything stacked <laughs> against them. It was really hot. Like 90 degrees, the the ground was really dry, and then there's a big wind moving in from the southwest, so 
perfect. Let's let's do it. Right. And and that's all it took. And then we don't know what happened to the boys after that. They were young boys, but they there's mysteriously no mention of them anywhere uh, after this incident in the papers. So I think they ran away uh, and became presidents that succeeded each other. You know, it was like (laughs) (laughs) became Millard Fillmore and then whoever came after Millard Fillmore. How many people died in Um, that fire? In that fire, believe it or not, there's no deaths reported directly from the fire. Oh, oh, look at that Look, don't boo no deaths. Why? Well, if you can't call something the Great Fire, if Nobody died. You just can't. That's, that's like just a, a decent fire. There are, yeah. Well, there are deaths associated with it. You know, just like after the fact, um, overexertion at the scene or somebody. Boo. There's this. Boo. Uh, how about fright? Um, somebody who apparently. Nope. Got, no, you want fire. Yeah. No, I'm just. No, no. I'm just saying overexertion. You, you can't say it was the great fire of 1843. How many people died? 11. Oh, that's pretty bad. Yes. They all died of overexertion. Right. What? What did they try to put? They try to put the fire out by doing stomach crunches in 90 degree weather. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Phil. Quick question. Yes, sir. Are, is it true that Fall River is losing ghosts due to gentrification? You know, is, do ghosts ever have to move out because too many yuppies are... Are, are, are making little, you know, ale breweries uh, and <laughs> the rents are driven up and you see pissed off ghosts. Uh, I died in a fire in 1843 and now I've got to move. <laughs> I tell you what, it is a real concern. It might not be our number one concern here in the city, but it is. Right. Yeah. There's another fire, not to, not to compete, but there is a, a mill fire. <laughs> uh, okay, you better give me some deaths in this one. 1874. <laughs> Um, okay. And 23 people uh, died at that one. Not of bad. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Cholera. They died of cholera. Yeah, of cholera 15 years later. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, all, of you, all of your tours, nobody dies from that event. No, they all die peacefully you know? in their sleep. Um, yeah. <laughs> of old age. They of were, old age. Years 600, later. 600 people died. Really? Yes. Within the next 80 years, <laughs> 600 people total in Massachusetts died. Right. <laughs> Phil, I want my money back. <laughs> Phil, how can I help you? I want to help you because I admire you. You're clearly a murder freak like I am, and you're from Massachusetts. So I feel like you and I are brothers. And in fact, I prefer you to my actual brothers. <laughs> Thank you. What, what can I do? Any question I can answer, I will do. Well, uh, I, I was going into this thinking about this one, and I think you've already answered it, which is, would you stay the night? And yes. you would. So yes. I'll ask you yes. another one then, which is, since this is such a a major question mark in history, the Lizzie Borden story, and I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, Do you think you could solve it? And if so, what methodology would you use to to crack the case? Here's what I would do. And I don't even need any time for this. I would, first of all, I would need to live as Lizzie Borden did for several weeks in the house (laughs) at the same, at the same time of year. So I would wear the same heavy hoop skirt Lizzie Borden was wearing. And uh, I, in 1892, I would live at the same time, which I believe was summer because it was very hot out, correct? Yes, it was. Okay. Yes, I'm impressed too. (laughs) And then uh, what I would do is I would ask, uh, I would ask Matt to wear a beard and the same clothes that uh, Mr. Borden wore. And I would want Sona to dress and act like the stepmother. And then we would all live in the house and we would do the same chores. And then I would ask Matt to lie down for a nap on that uh, leather couch where Mr. Borden was found. 
and I would have uh, Sona upstairs, I believe in the either the guest bedroom or the master bedroom, uh, making the beds. Sure. And then I would see if I could kill them both with an ax in the time allotted. Mm. Uh, oh. And then I think I'd be able to prove, then I'd have their skulls oh. boiled oh. and I'd serve the soup to uh, all the tourists that Gosh. day that come by. Oh man. And yeah. And uh, Sona, you don't want to be uh, skull soup? No, I'm, it's, none of this sounds appealing to me at what all. What if people taste, what if people tasted it and said too much garlic in this one? Come on. I oh. knew that was coming. That's high fives. Even with high fives skulls, all around. Stop saying high fives. There's no high fives. No one's that stuff's in you. your, that stuff's in your bones. You eat so much garlic. Uh, Pony, these are, these anyway, are two new parents true. you're talking about here too. That's cold blooded right there. Brand new yeah. parents. Yeah. Oh, come on. Kids pretty <laughs> My experience Thank is you, that Phil. my experience is that kids pretty much raise themselves. Oh. So yeah, um, look at yeah. Lizzie Borden. Yeah, look at that. She turned out fine. She did. She she's a perfect example. All right. Well, listen. It's a date, Phil. Yes. We're coming to your town. I'll figure it out. I don't know when, but we'll come to Fall River, uh, the three of us. And I, I swear to God, we should po- we should we should podcast from the house yeah. uh, where these terrible crimes were committed. And um, I will do the podcast dressed as Lizzie Borden. <laughs> and then I will recreate those heinous crimes. I think that's fantastic. And I, I need to be there to see it. So I'm looking yes. forward to it. All right. Well, Phil, very nice talking to you. Seriously. Oh. And uh, have, a, have a great day and give my best to all the murder buffs that you encounter in the next 24 I hours. I will. And I'll introduce you to more ghosts when you come. I promise. And no, they're gone. They had to move out. <laughs> yeah. They just can't afford it. Yeah. They, well, they, 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 they're all moved. They're all on Staten Island now. Oh, all right. That place wasn't haunted enough. Right. So uh, I just want to say thank you for having me on. Thank you, Matt and Sona and, and Conan for making life wonderful for, you know, my whole life pretty much. So I, I thank you. Well, for I think it. that was I think that was the murder that was adding to your life. But it, we'll do our best. It might have been. Uh, I know you've got to go. But I, <laughs> I've met you once back in 2008. I, I know you, you don't remember it because it was probably 30 seconds long. But it, it happened in your audience at late night. And uh, oh, yeah, you came out before was the I, show. And yeah, I used to come out before the show. And sometimes I'd sing and sometimes I'd just talk to people. And so, yes. And sometimes I'd uh, I would uh, I would uh, swing at them viciously with my ham-like fists. <laughs> you didn't do that to me, but you did hug me, and then you accused me of caressing your lower back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hug that hey, you're that <laughs> Phil. I remember. Hey, I'm glad we got that lawsuit straightened out. <laughs> but you gave me these drumsticks well, too, so I still oh, got them. Cool. Good. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I like all well, your Phil? Conan merch too in the background. Yeah, you got a lot of good I Conan know. merch. Yes. All my Look stuff and a late night like a uh, t-shirt room. right there. Wow, yeah. that's wow. very nice. Oh. Wow, that looks like a altar you've built. Yeah. Oh, no. Don't ruin it. Yeah, a oh, bit. Yeah. It's true. I like it. I Maybe like it. an effigy to burn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fire a, fire a cannon at that shit. Set it up on fire. <laughs> yeah, uh, good. Hey, Phil, so, so nice to meet you again. Yes. And uh, we'll see you when we come to Fall River. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to seeing all three of you. So come on down. Thanks, Phil. Take care. Phil. Thank, Thank you. you, everybody. Bye. Go Sox. Conan O'Brien Needs a Fan with Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gourley. Produced by me, Matt Gourley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solateroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Music by Jimmy Vivino. Supervising producer, Aaron Blaird. 
Associate talent producer Jennifer Samples. Associate producers Sean Doherty and Lisa Berm. Engineered by Will Beckton. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Stitcher. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix.